This is Movie Hopping for Monday, December 3rd, 2018. Adam Hall. Nico DiGregorio. Oh, I like how you you throw that back at me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, no, I know. I subverted your expectations like Ryan Johnson. Yeah, you hit me with the old counterpunch there. <laughs> the old right hook. Yeah, good yeah, shit. I know. You, you hit my blind side there. I, 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 you, you suck. <laughs> you suck so hard sometimes. I don't even... <laughs> Why do I suck? <laughs> Like those puns and those pun, those are some terrible punches right there, Nico. It's about as bad as Rocky Three. Anyway, <laughs> should we get into this right now? Listen, I feel so strongly about this episode. I don't even feel. Let's not. Let's cut the chit chat. Okay. I don't want to. My voice is cracking already. That's how passionate I am about this. I, let's spare the pleasantries. Let's just dive, dive right in because you're pissed off. I'm pissed. Okay, so. We're talking about Creed 2 today, the latest installment in the Rocky franchise, and perhaps the last installment in the Rocky franchise, if you believe the words of Sylvester Stallone on Instagram. Well, certainly his last Rocky film. Well, that's what he says. Yeah. I've heard this before, though. I'm not I'm not quite sold yet. Um, we're doing that today, and so I text Adam. He says, fine, I'll go see it. He sees it, and then has the bright idea <laughs> to make one of his classic Adam Hall power rankings that's right the definitive one the one that everybody and should should listen to because there's not a single thing wrong with all this list. eight of your twitter followers they all ate eight. that thing up with exactly. a spoon <laughs> with a silver spoon i spent hours on this tweet <laughs> <laughs> so you went into your writer's room into your office you carefully crafted your power rankings of all eight of these things and Correct. there's eight of them now mm. um and uh, I saw this list, <laughs> and I wanted to do to you <laughs> what Dolph Lundgren did to Carl Weathers in Rocky IV, uh, which is murder you. That, that's what uh, I wanted to do. I wanted to murder you. That, that was my thought. Get sweaty in a ring and, yeah. you know, just... And look fabulous, yes. by the way. Look fabulous as you dance to James Brown. Exactly. <laughs> Living in America. So I feel like I still win at the end of all this. If I'm dancing to James Brown, <laughs> sweaty, I'm black. You're you know? dead, though. I'm Carl Weathers. But the problem, well, that is true. You'd rather be Carl Weathers than Dolph Lundgren. So you have no argument here. Did you? <laughs> Dolph Lundgren, though, is like some scientist. Yeah, actually, he, I he's did. like a chemist. Yeah, he has like a master's degree in like organic chemistry or something. That dude is a meth head, right there. Is he? He's a total. He's gotta be. You think? He could take advantage of that, and he looks like one, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he looks fabulous. I think he still looks great. Yeah, he does for his age, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And apparently, like, he's like brilliant. He does a little martial arts on the side. Yep. Does a little acting. He's like Brian May. I mean, <laughs> kind of. Who's Brian May? What? Who's Brian May? Who's Brian May? The, the lead guitarist for Queen. Dude is oh, a, oh, 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 oh. Dude okay, is a genius. It. Okay, got it. The dude's a genius. Okay. He is. No, he's like an astrophysicist. <laughs> is he? Yeah. No shit. <laughs> he's 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 brilliant. There's nothing funnier than a jacked smart guy. Yes, now that's yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Schwarzenegger was smart, but a different kind of smart. Right. Business oriented smart. Knew yes. how to craft his image. Better. Understood his brand. Yes. Better right. than maybe anyone else in history. Right. Which is why I will always be Team Stallone over Team Schwarzenegger, by the way. Always. Okay. Uh and I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. Did you know Dolph Lundgren's gonna be in the new Aquaman movie? Who the hell is he playing? I don't know, but he's in it. <laughs> mm. Are you seeing that? Because I'm not seeing that. No, I'm I, not I, seeing it. Full disclosure, everyone, we are not doing a podcast about Aquaman. But Dolph's going to be in it. I don't care. So I may be forced to see it. You could. You, you, I love me some Dolph. Do you have you seen The Punisher? No. Okay. I haven't seen Kindergarten Cop two either, but apparently <laughs> he's in that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Always following in uh in, in Schwarzenegger's footsteps. Okay. So let's uh, all right, let's do this. I wanna I wanna get these rankings out of the way first. And let's argue this and then we'll talk about the specifics of Creed two. Okay. Okay. So do you have your list in front of you? I do. Let's go let's go eight to one. Eight to one. All right. Okay. So what's number eight for you? Rocky five. It is also number eight for me. <clears throat> Obviously, because the film's just a waste of time. Yes, essentially, this movie is indefensible. There's no question about it. And it's it's I do well. I will say this, and this is something I'll, I'll say that's that's nice about the rest of the Rocky franchise is that you know they they're they're always willing to try 
kind of in quotes heavily I'm, I'm putting this in in with about 15 asterisks but they're always trying to you know kind of try something new with their formula uh, it's like why don't we try well, <laughs> we'll stop anyway <laughs> why don't we try I have, a re- I have a recent film that might be an exception to that rule hate to break it to you I have like, like, what is it? Like seven other films that it's an exception to that rule as well. Okay. But anyway, no, this one tried to do something different in in the sense that let's do a Rocky movie where he never boxes. Right. Okay. And just fights in the street. It's worth, it's like admirable. It's okay. You, you tried it. Like, cause some, somewhere, some, at some point, someone was going to be like, let's try a Rocky film where he doesn't box. What would that be like? Yes. And it sucks, but turns you know. out it would be boring and depressing. Yes, exactly. Yes. And the, the, they brought back John G. Alveson for this one. Which That's is right. Ter- it's the uh, I think one of three Rocky movies that Stallone did not direct. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So they they bring him back, and everybody's expecting this to be some great reunion, and it turns out that it's not. It's terrible. Absolutely worst one. Uh, number seven for you, Rocky three, because this movie is. Ugh. I hate this movie, but it's not good. This is about the arguably the most lame entry that I've seen. It's stupid as fuck. It's got my least favorite villain, the most obnoxious villain. I can't stand Mr. T, whatever his character's name was. Clubber Lang. Whatever. Put some respect on Mr. T's fucking name, will you? No. Anyway. Uh, Clubber, did you just say, you just you did not recite the name Clubber Lang? I, I, what? Clubber Lang, bro. Okay, Clubber Lang. I have no idea. I, the gr- I, one of the great villains in the history of cinema, Clubber Lang. Does anybody listen? Okay, I want. What a great name! Nobody it's knows the best who that name is. in the history of film. Bullshit! What an incredible <laughs> name that is! It's better than Darth Vader. It's close. <laughs> it's close. It's it's one in one a for me. Calm down, Nico. Clubber Lang. Calm down, Nico DiGiorgio. <sighs> this film is the is a lame cheap thing that is about how can you say that oh god that fuck the montage sequence on the beach where they're jumping around in the water there's like a homoerotic it's tone sweet to it. no it's not it's sweet it's heartwarming <laughs> no. no this is the cheapest version of those ideas that we got in the first one let me be very clear Ugh. rocky three is the third best rocky movie of all time oh it's number three you number three suck. on my list number three on my list how can you say that <laughs> The Apollo Rocky dynamic is awesome. It's the best ending in all of the Rocky. I movies. hate that ending. I love that ending <laughs> oh, where they God. keep it ambiguous at the end and they never tell you exactly who won that fight, even though they kind of tell you in Creed, but it's it's sort of left open to interpretation. It ends on the freeze frame. It's the best use of freeze frame I think I've ever seen in a sports movie. And listen, I hate the freeze frame as much as the next guy. I, I hate that sort of trope in 80s cinema. It worked for me there. Mickey dies in the worst performance that Stallone has ever given. Oh, stop it. Yep. Stop. Yep. I can't. I cannot. It's there's nothing that killed that scene more than Stallone trying to cry over Mickey's death. I hated it. When Mickey dies in that movie, I remember having, I think, the most emotional reaction I've had in any of these films. No, it does not work. I got very dusty in the theater when that happened. It the way that Mickey's death affects him. No. Uh, Listen, it's flashy, it's loud, it's stupid, but that's also because Rocky is a different character in Rocky 3 than he was in Rocky 2. That's the entire purpose of the film. It's to show that he is now this big, glitzy, and and glamorous Hollywood star that mm-hmm. doesn't have the same edge that he once had when he lived in Philly. So, of okay. course, the movies are going to change in tone as well. And, and okay. I, I understand at first it catches you a bit off guard. There are ways of doing that so that the film still feels like it has a heart. And it, the, the oh, film itself see. goes to the to the to the lengths of not having any sort of you know like genuine passion anymore. I could not. Disagree I mean, it's with lazy. I oh, I could not disagree it's, with. Oh, more. it's so lazy. And by the way, it's goddamn entertaining. No, it's not. It's absolutely. There I are, can't remember much about that movie aside from the fact that he fights like Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan in the first fight, and then he and then he fights Clubber Lang twice. Ugh. There's three fights in this movie. Also, by it's the great. way, the most anticlimactic second fight because there are always second fights in Rocky now. But geez, right. n- like like oh, you you, you beat him in, in like the third round just like he did. Great. Again, I beg to differ about the most anticlimactic second. Ugh. fight. we'll get there in a minute. The, f- <laughs> the film is Jesus Christ. Nah, dude. Rocky Three is awesome. Rocky Three is lame. Rocky Three is cheap. As Eye of fuck. the Tiger was written for Rocky Three. I don't care. Even the Eye of the Tiger scene, I'm just like rolling my eyes. 
Oh my god, it's like the worst example of, of the of the '80s montage shit that you could possibly get. It is bullshit. That movie sucks. Number six for me, <laughs> or I should say, number seven, Rocky Balboa, which is bottom ab- bottom two, absolutely insane. To Rock, me. Rocky Balboa. Why? Um, I cannot stand his son in this movie. Okay. I find that dynamic to be annoying. And when you situate your entire story <sighs> around the relationship between him and his son, the fractured relationship between him and, him and his son, I have to sort of buy that relationship. And I do not buy it on any level. And you buy the re- him and Apollo and I do. I, abso- I absolutely do. Oh, There's no question. What is I, the matter who, with you? Is, no, is that actually Stallone's son that played him in that in that movie? I don't know. I don't in in Balboa because I I'm not sure I know in the original when in Rocky two that was actually his son yes that was his real son, um, and I think that it, it let me see here, uh no it was not it was oh yeah Milo Venta Venta Milaga okay from This Is Us yeah he's terrible I hate the stupid scene that everybody always shares on Twitter where he's like, yo, you got to pick yourself back up and get back in the ring when they're like on the street and he's giving the motivational speech. The whole premise of the film is just ridiculous. Like this old man should not be in the in the ring with like a world champion boxer. I don't care how long he lasts. It's probably the most preposterous premise of any of these Rocky movies. It, it's, I cannot stay. And it's boring. No, it's, it's not. It's boring. <laughs> no, it's dude. slow oh, and it's drab and it's boring. Ugh. And I don't care about the fact that Adrian's dead. And the fact that I don't care about the fact that Adrian's dead is not good. I think it's unequivocally the third or fourth best. I think I, Stallone's performance is wonderful. I think that dynamic with the kid is great. And the thing that also doesn't bother me about it is that there's not that much of it in it anyway to complain that much. I think uh, Polly's presence is awesome. I think I like where, I, that I, is the that is the strength of the film. Yeah, I think where they are in their lives is very interesting, and it's an it's and uh, the important thing about Rocky Balboa is that. M- what I cannot say about like the previous, maybe even in this, maybe even all the way back to Rocky Two. But the thing about Rocky Balboa is that it feels like it's it's a story in this series that needs to be told for that character, and it has more heart than almost every other entry that had come before, aside from the first one. I love that final fight more than almost any other fight because it feels real. It's ridiculous. No, it's not. No, it's absurd. No, it's great. That's absurd. The guy would not last two rounds. I don't care. That's not the point. He wouldn't last a round against fucking Ivan Drago, and we know that. But the point is, is that he rises <laughs> above it. Oh my god! We'll get to Rocky Four, but uh, <laughs> but no, Rocky Balboa is 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 excellent. It's the most quotable one in a what? while. What? Yep. Yep. Uh, it's the more here, here's it's the more memorable in that way. <laughs> that treatment, the sort of the unforgiven esque treatment that the Rocky yeah. character is. That's given, essentially what it is. Right. It's it's essentially unforgiven, but in a boxing ring, yeah. is done more effectively in Creed. Like I mean, Creed is is sure, but is I'm, the is the better version of that. And I like Creed more than Rocky Balboa, but I'm not saying that Rocky Balboa doesn't work. It's not aged well for me. I'm telling you, uh, every time I've put it on, I, I've always found myself sort of dozing off halfway no, through. It, no, it, it I, doesn't work. No, yes, it does. It, it's I, great. Okay, no, it's, fine. It's it's more memorable. It's more interesting. It's more fulfilling in every way. I love that ending. And honestly, if they stopped Rocky there, that would have been more satisfying than stopping the way they supposedly are now. Well, that's certainly true. But again, we'll get to that. Number five <clears throat> for me is a tie. Oh, it's a tie? Oh, you're doing a tie. I have a tie. Good for you. Midway. Good for you. What do you do? Okay, hold on, hold on. Six, are we at five or six? Well, you're at six. Okay. I believe. What's your number six? Oh, wait, wait what's your number six? Well, not my number five is a tie. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm taking up two spots. Oh. You see what I'm saying? So hold on. Wait, wait. <sighs> Consider Rocky five number seven, Rocky Balboa number six. Does that make sense yes, to you? Yes. Okay. So I'm in the, yeah. Right. And number five for me is a tie between Rocky four and Creed two. Okay. Because they're the same movie. Yes. And I'll get to that in a little bit. Yep. We'll talk about it as it as it comes. They're sort of a combination of Rocky four and uh, Rocky two. Yes. Precisely. Yes. And also my least favorite elements of Rocky two. <laughs> might I add? Okay. <laughs> Again, we'll get to it. Yes. Yeah, sure. Rocky four is a fun movie. It's a fun. I, no, it's not. Uh, okay, you don't like it. It's towards the bottom of your list too, correct? Y- yeah, it's number six. Okay, <clears throat> I love the training sequence. I don't. The whole the whole movie for me rests on that training sequence. 
okay, it's the best of the sham Rocky films, what I call it. Like, three, four, and five are the points when Rocky stops feeling like it has any sort of, like, like, like genuine emotional resonance behind it. Like, it, fe- like it feels like they've sort of stopped trying at the point of Rocky three. And when you get Rocky four is the best one of those because it's, it's probably the most fun. That doesn't mean I enjoy it thoroughly. It's the, it's certainly the best action movie of the bunch, but again, it's kind of, blah. I found that movie. Cause I, I remember like binging the films and I remember like a distinct drop when we get to Rocky three, like, okay, that movie was fucking terrible. But then we get to Rocky four and I'm just like, okay, it's a little bit better. But it's still doing everything that the same films did before. And it just kind of cemented my my ultimate like that was the point where I realized, okay, these are all the exact same movie. Like like into a fault. Like like they're they're more admirable than the Transformers films, but they're doing what the Transformers films are Watch doing. Your no. Watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, sir. No. No. Listen, Rocky Four is a little ridiculous. Yes. I'll, I'll admit. Yes. The premise is a bit ridiculous. That robot is unforgivable. <laughs> the robot is the Jar Jar Binks of this franchise. <laughs> Although it makes me laugh every time, I think my admiration for Rocky Four is sort of an ironic one. Yeah. Um, Rocky Four is I, absurd. I, similar to the way that I feel about Vin Diesel in the Fast and Furious movies, I love Stallone's sincerity in these things, mm-hmm. and I can always sort of, I can always see his intention yes. through the um, the ridiculousness of of the films. Mm-hmm. So. The f- I I admired the fact that Rocky was trying to solve the Cold War with this movie, <laughs> but I also that's find it more ridiculous. Like this is what I'm talking about. How do yes. you watch that and no. be like, "Oh, Rocky Balboa"? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Because it's more entertaining. No, if you told not. me right now which one would I rather watch Rocky right Balboa. now? It's Rocky Four immediately. I'm serious. I would much rather watch Rocky Four right no. now. I, I do. The movie's I, drab and dull. I, it's not drab. Ugh. That is certainly not true. It's yes, not it drab. Is. I don't even care for the final. Fight. I I love the fact that he goes to Russia. I love his I love his speech at the end to the entire country. <laughs> that speech. We could get along too. Shut up, Rocky. <laughs> Shut up. What are you doing? You I cannot, love that monologue. You, can, you cannot pull together two countries with a fucking speech like Here, that. Here's what I'm realizing. <laughs> you and I admire very different elements of the Rocky yes. franchise. <laughs> I'm starting to realize this. This is what no. I, you are I, actually viewing these things with a critical eye, and I am yes. viewing these things as a ten-year-old that loves a boxing movie, okay. which is how I fell in love with these things yeah. as a ten-year-old that likes to watch boxing. And, and movies. I fell in love with them as like a teen, so I was like, yeah, no, I'm 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 loving some of these films. Maybe this is the difference. Yes. Okay. Which is why I knew this was going to be a funny <laughs> conversation because I had a feeling that's where you're coming from. <laughs> Number four is Rocky Two. Um, it's sort of a rehash of the first one, except. They sprinkle in some stupid shit with Adrian getting pregnant. Um, when Adrian's in a coma, it is the most boring section of any Rocky movie ever. Sure. Nothing is happening. Uh, I, I I love the engagement scene. I love when they're in the zoo. Me too. Um, and, and that's very sweet. And, and that's actually one of my favorite parts of the new Creed movie. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Is when Rocky is recounting uh, his engagement to Adrian. Mm. Uh, and I get a little bit dusty in oh, the that's theater. That's great. Yeah, um, I, I like that part. Uh, other than that, again, it's just sort of elements of the original film done again and not as well. Sure, but again, there there is a sincerity to the storytelling. This again, it it doesn't feel like uh, they've jumped the shark with Rocky Two. It, it's another entry where it just feels like okay, even though it's it is a rehash of the first one, it still feels like they they had a real desire and passion to to tell this story, even if it's you know, going over the same beats that it did before. And it's not, to me, it's not boring at all, aside from the coma sequence. And I love that finale with Yo, Adrian, I did it. Yep. It actually works. It does. And it's, 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 I remember watching it uh, after I'd seen the first one and being like, that's a great double bill sequence. Right. It really does work. As it a, does work as a companion piece. It's great. Yes. It doesn't feel like it's tacked on for no, no reason. No. Right. And as I keep repeating myself, it doesn't feel tacked on in spite of the fact that it is repeating a lot of the same things that the first one did, which yep. is honestly an admirable feat. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And well, also, there was unfinished business in the original. Film. Yes, that's exactly. the key is that they left it open for they got to fight yeah. again because eventually he has to win this thing. Yep. Um, and, and so it works as sort of a first act and second act. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, right. that's high on the list for you. That's like number what? It, uh, Rocky two is. At five, it's my five. Okay, and Rocky Balboa is your four. Yes, and I could swap that with my number three spot. I'm sort of at odds with that. Okay, number three. What's that? Number three. Creed two. 
Okay, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Uh, and I think number one and two are the same for us. Number two is Creed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, incredible film. Yep. Really good. That's an example of a movie where I'm just like, whoa, okay, that's a movie. That's yeah. a fucking film right there. Yes. That's how you make a goddamn movie. It, it was, yeah, it was fantastic. One of, again, three films that were not directed by Stallone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kugler directs his balls off in this thing. Yep. It is it's my favorite Kugler film by a mile. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stations. Yeah. yeah. Like, like tracking along nicely, but. No, I agree with you. Creed is my favorite Kugler film. The best boxing sequences in any of the Rocky movies are in this movie. It's it's at least a close second. Yeah, the 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 best directed, uh, the most immersive, mm-hmm. yes, the most that cleverly I... shot. Yeah, uh, it, it's great. I love Tessa Thompson, and I'm going to continue to glow about Tessa Thompson in this okay. in this movie because I I think she's great. The romance works yes, on a level that I don't even think Rocky and Adrian ever worked, ex- except quite. for perhaps. The first film when they're ice skating together, and that's even very nuanced. Like it's not as like showy as it is in in the the Creed films. So right, it it just works for me. I understand why he would fall in love with her. I understand why she would fall in love with him. Yep, uh, it, it's great, man. And and by the way, it's also the only Rocky movie that Stallone didn't write. That's true. It's the only yeah, one. he Kugler even wrote, wrote the script. He even wrote the uh, a little bit of um Creed two, right? He he wrote the entire thing, and I think someone came in and did some rewrites. Yep. So that's why there's a second one credited. Wow. Um, but yeah, the so this is these are really all of his babies except for Creed, uh, which worked. You know, I, I mean, as much I do not ever want to take Sylvester Stallone out of these things, nope. and I hope that they never do. But it was nice to at least let somebody else take a stab at it. Yes. And to sort of give their own interpretation of this series. And Kugler certainly did that with with Creed. Yeah. Uh, and then the original is Rocky, which is one of the 30 best movies of all time. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. I don't have much to say about Rocky. That hasn't been said before. Okay. It's excellent. Let's talk about Creed 2. Yeah. What'd you think? <laughs> I kind of love this movie. Wow. <laughs> yes. And I think partially it's because I'm aware that the Rocky films are generally the same thing. This is not an experience that I haven't felt before with the Rocky films. And part of the reason why I'm critical of a few of them is just because I'm like, yeah, same movie, same movie, same movie, same movie. And not even honestly, not even presented that much differently from one another. I remember one time watching Rocky four and we get to the part where the robot comes in and my dad walks downstairs. He's like, oh, Rocky three. I love this movie. (laughs) It's just like. It's, it's Rocky Four. Close enough. It's Rocky Four. <laughs> However, doesn't Pauly get the robot at the end of Rocky Three? Does he? <laughs> or maybe he gets it in four and still has it in five. He does still have it in five. Yeah. Okay. So all right, there you go. So it's yeah. in okay. Yeah. So I understand his confusion. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it's and yeah, th- those movies blend together and and not in a good way. Um, and similarly here, I'm 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 acutely aware that this film is borrowing heavily from the other films. From a from a standpoint of plot and just its beat by beat basis of what happens, uh, I can't really take away that the presentation in this movie is absolutely fantastic. And really, it, and, it, and it's I remember thinking about it, I was like this. There's this cliche. There's that cliche. It's predictable as hell. It's this beat from Rocky two. It's this beat from Rocky four. It's the exact same thing here, 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 there, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't care because I just love the way this movie tells its story. Okay, that's interesting. Um, I I'm not familiar with the guy that directed this thing. Um, he's from Milwaukee. He's I don't know. He's gotta... from Milwaukee. Yes, that's the most you know about him. That's... That he's from Milwaukee. Is he from Milwaukee or Cleveland? <laughs> Does <laughs> it matter? Yes, Cleveland. He's from Cleveland. I think the guy's name is Chow. Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the that's the uh, the writer. Uh, Stephen Cable Jr. Is he from Cleveland or I think it's Cleveland actually. Anyway, well, yeah. he directed a movie called The Land, which was set in Cleveland. Okay, good. Which is sort of an independent film, and I think might have done some music videos and stuff before this. Cool. Um, I thought he did a fine job. I thought the pacing was off, F. and I, it's off for the the first half for me. Yes. Yeah. And I and I felt like it took a while to get going, and I'm not sure if it was necessarily a consequence of the script mm-hmm. or a consequence of his direction. But scenes just sort of hung there a little bit too long. And I always have sort of a a sensitivity to that Mm -hmm. whenever, you know, even at the end of the movie when he meets his son, like I just wanted them to cut it a little bit sooner. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted the engagement scene to cut a little sooner. And I just wanted it to feel a little tighter because it did sort of drag and hang a little bit. It's like the opposite effect of Halloween. 
right in a weird way right which is just you know yep. breakneck pace exactly uh sometimes I, I i wanted it to just speed up a little bit so it, it's not as tight and it's not as proficiently made as the original creed nope. what i will say is this and i'm worried that my love of the rocky films is tainting my opinion of it there is a baseline to how good these things are now mm-hmm. and i also will forgive stallone for sometimes recycling his own cliches because they are his cliches. Yes. He created this character and he wrote the last three or four movies. So self-plagiarism is not as bad as straight plagiarism. And that's what this is. This is Mm self-plagiarism. I will admit though, Adam, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, they're just rehashing the engagement scene again. Yes. And they're just rehashing the training sequence from Rocky Four, and not... they're just rehashing <clears throat> the the fight where uh, where where Dolph throws in this towel as opposed to Rocky, who should have thrown in the towel against Apollo, and all of these th- and and oh, the fact that uh, Tessa Thompson has a kid that may have some sort of deficiency. Yep. At birth, I'm not even disagreeing. All of this stuff is rehashed. Yep. What I can't argue with is when I was sitting there at the end of the movie. Tears were streaming out of my eyes. Yes, I was crying. <laughs> I was, I was getting choked up too. I was, I swear to God, crying. <laughs> yeah, I was there with three of my guy friends, the biggest Rocky <laughs> fans I know. That's who I go and see these things yeah. with now. Guys that only like the Rocky movies, and they're sitting next to me, and I'm in the middle of, of the theater. And when Dolph throws in the towel, and he gives Victor Drago a hug mm. and says, "It's okay, son." Mm. Fucking tears streaming down my face. Yes. This movie got to me. And I know it's low on the list because, again, on paper, it's just derivative. But it works. I don't care. What is it with these things, man? (laughs) What are these things doing to me? I'm a grown man. I shouldn't be crying at a boxing movie. And this is the line I was drawing. You're right. No, I was like, uh, like, all the other Rocky films have that element of being derivative, but the the most derivative Rocky films have never had the effect on me the way that this one did. Yeah. It just works. I don't care. It's and it's it's the little details. It's when when he's uh like like a, about to be knocked out for the second fight and he just starts pounding away on the ground yes. trying to get up. It's just like, "Oh." And then and then great. slowly Gonna Fly Now starts playing in the background. Yep. And again, I'm like same as Creed. First of all, not only am I sticking my hands up in the air, like I'm literally pumping my fist yep. once he gets up and, and finally knocks Victor down, mm-hmm. I am welling up. Yeah. And I had to walk and sort of I had to, you know, in the same way that your girlfriend was bawling her eyes out at the end of A Star is Born, that's how I got at the end of Creed. Yeah. There's some, this is like my version of it of a somewhat corny romantic tragedy yep like that's how i get at the end of these things there is so much romance and history like these things are a part of our american myth now Mm -hmm. and when i watch them i think to myself yeah this is my story in in the way that none of these other franchises do by the way Mm -hmm. like when i see a marvel movie i think this is disney's story yeah. When I see a Star Wars movie, I think to myself, this is Disney's story. And with, what is it, with Rocky, this is America's story. Not only America's story. Not only America's, <laughs> my story. This is for me. Yep. This is something I have a personal relationship with because I see so much humanity in them. Yeah. And you know why? It's all because of Stallone. Mm-hmm. It's entirely because of Stallone. And if he decides to bow out, I guess that is his right at this point. He can end the these films on his own terms, but I really don't want to see what these films look like without Stallone because he is so remarkable in them. And it's like he was put on this earth to play Rocky Balboa and there was nothing else he was meant to do. He's fucking fantastic in this movie. Again, for for the second time in in three years, Mm -hmm. he should win the damn Oscar and they're not going to give it to him. But he should have won last time. They gave it to freaking what's his face from Bridge of Spies. Mark Rylance. Even I was like, eh. like he was good in that and everything. But I mean, what are we doing here? I don't remember him the same way I remember Stallone and Creed. What are the Oscars for if we're not going to give it to Sylvester St- St- 
Sylvester Stallone for playing Rocky. Like, what do we have this stupid award show for if we're not going to give it to him? I was offended by that, too. Yeah. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I was offended for America when that happened. He robbed us of the the Oscars, robbed us of this great moment. It's like, guys, that's objectively wrong and shame on you. Yeah. (laughs) Essentially. I I lost a lot of respect for the Oscars after that. Yeah, it's so true. He gets so much better with age in these things. Um, and and he's just become so good at this character because he has embodied this character. Oh yeah, for forty years now. He no, this is his. This is him, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's incredible in this. And and I think again for all of the nitpicks, and I have plenty of nitpicks. Me too. I was moved. I, I was yeah. so moved by this. Yes, I was moved by this movie. I can't say that about quite a few of the Rocky films. There's there's like a Friday the 13th fun with those movies. That, again, similarly to those movies, that doesn't necessarily mean I think they're all of them are all that good. Uh, but again, like you said, they're endearing. And, and even at the, at the core of it all, at least they're Stallone to give it the, the heart that it needs, even if it feels like there's not much otherwise. Right. Even with Rocky Three, which I, again, incredibly critical of. But still... That movie would be a thousand times worse without Stallone. Of course. By a mile. No, that's all, that's all of these movies. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't think he's ever given a bad performance as Rocky. No. Like, he's always been... No. As, the script might be a little eye-rolly, but he's never been bad. No. Um, but I think it only hit me when I started seeing Creed, where I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. No, this is one of the great performances of all time. Like, mm. this, is, this is a historically great portrayal of a historically great character yes i agree um i don't want to overshadow michael b jordan by the way yay michael b jordan you, you, you're back yes <laughs> i lost you for a second yeah there, welcome but, back from yeah, the marvel cinematic universe hell. stay away dude <laughs> jesus what the hell are you doing i still don't like that character nice to have you back yeah. i like him as killmonger i'm mm-hmm. sorry that's just my opinion man all right um it's very hard to be convincing as a boxer it's it's very hard and we sometimes overlook that mm-hmm. because Stallone is such a convincing boxer and Carl Weathers looks like he could do nothing else but be a boxer and at Dol- that point yeah and Dolph Lundgren is, is another freak of nature <laughs> and even like in 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 a film like uh like like the fighter you know you don't totally buy Mark no Wahlberg, I don't isn't. buy Mark Wahlberg I don't even Russell Crowe and Cinderella Man, their physical uh, appearance is is not always the most convincing. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to throw a punch and take a punch and 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 be built like a guy that could be the heavyweight champion of the world, even though he's a little modestly sized. Mm-hmm. And that is, uh, I think, one of Michael B. Jordan's most uh, uh, most interesting talents is his ability to be a convincing athlete in these things. Oh, my God. Uh, the fight sequences are incredibly compelling because he's incredibly compelling. Yep. You well, know? It's it's the it's the anti-prequel uh, trilogy thing for Star Wars, where you, there's... <laughs> the problem with those fights is, apart from the fact that they look like they're they're dancing, right. is the fact that there's no emotion on their faces, and there's no real emotion leading up to it. Whereas, like, in these, you can... They take a lot of time to focus in on what's going through these characters' heads while they're fighting. Right. A similar reason why Raging Bull is so effective. Of course. Because it's, it's not really about the fight. Yes. Ever. Of course. But De Niro's another one, though. Yeah. De Niro, you, you buy the fact that, oh, yes, this is a tortured soul that is in the boxing ring just because he wants to murder someone essentially yes. it's because he's all it's all he can do it's all he can do it's all he knows how and it kind of they, they sort of play off that idea in this one too where it just comes down to i'm just doing this because it's what i love to do kind of in a way well he's also at first he's chasing his father's legacy but yes. then finds that his own legacy is hidden somewhere underneath it mm-hmm. you know and, and his ability to define his own life while still paying homage to his father uh yeah, he's really good. He's great. And he's and he's gonna get overshadowed again by Stallone because that's another historically great performance from him. I liked him a lot in this, but I really like, like him too. I like both. I mean, Michael B. Jordan. I like the hospital scene. Yeah, where where, where Stallone comes and and the, the type of emotions both of those characters have to play with. And again, it's it's a tough call to to, to know who is better because I was I was choking up at at. Uh, just how sad Stallone was. The, the fact that he's he's almost like in that moment as feeble as he ever was before. Right. It's really it's really sad to see that character be at that place, you know, having hurt this person that, you know, almost like the only guy he he's kind of has left at this point in his story. Right. Because it's almost like his son. Yes. Yeah. That yeah. Um they they 
it's such an interesting subversion because you're used to seeing this character as this almighty, powerful Superman character. I thought of Mickey at that point. I was like, he's this that it's right. weird with this one, even more so than than the first Creed. Honestly, he f- became more like Mickey, right? In a lot of Isn't ways, it's so weird. Rocky or Stallone is now older uh, in this movie than Burgess Meredith was at the time of filming the original Rocky. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, I think he's like I think Burgess Meredith was like sixty nine and Rocky and Stallone's like well, seventy three or seventy four or something like that. Jesus, I know it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's feeble. Um, I mean, he's still built like Stallone, but he looks small mm-hmm. and he doesn't look like someone that could... even when in the scene with. Dolph mm-hmm. in the restaurant when they're at Adrian's restaurant. Yeah. And Dolph is verbally berating him essentially and oh, threatening yeah. him. And Rocky just seems so small in that scene. Mm-hmm. Like you in an I in was another, worried about him. Right. Yeah. In another movie, you think, Rocky, fucking knock this guy out right here, right now. Like drop him to the ground. Yeah. But in this one, you're like, man, what a pathetic old man. Yep. That has, you know, lost all every bit of his grit. Um but they figure out a way to now transition the character into, you know, the more mature, older, sage character. Exactly. Um, and and not quite Mickey, but in a way, yes, kind of Mickey. Yeah. No, no I, he's not Mickey, but and in, in, he's about as close to him, I think, as he's ever going to get. Yeah. Which is fine. I don't. I don't. I don't want him to become Mickey. He still needs to be Rocky. Right. You know, that's the point. And uh, I love that ta- scene in the hospital, though, man. Yeah. I I, yeah. I love the scene where he says to him. Uh, yeah, so you're not going to love her anymore because she's deaf? And he goes, no, what, what kind of question is that? Yeah, exactly. And Rocky goes, well, she ain't feeling sorry for herself, so you better not feel sorry for her either. <laughs> and that to me was, oh, that's just a great bit of writing. It's That's just a stuff. great Stallone-ism right there. You oh, yeah. Know? yeah. The intimacy of all of that I just thought was fantastic. And their relationship is, mm-hmm. I, again, I could take five more movies of this. I love their relationship. I could take a movie called Drago after seeing that relationship. Let's talk about that for a second. Yes, this is my one pet peeve with the movie. Really, this is or actually I should say more than pet peeve. My one fundamental problem with the movie. Okay, not enough Drago. Yeah, <laughs> not enough. This was great for what we were given. Yes, really interesting stuff here. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that dynamic. I don't think we were expecting it either because I think when we all sort of realized that this was going to be about the Russians again, mm-hmm. we all were sort of like, okay, we're just sort of opening up the old toy chest and bringing out some bits of nostalgia for all of the 70s kids. Didn't feel that way to me. (laughs) This is a great relationship. Yeah. And a great dynamic and one that we didn't spend enough time with. Yeah. At times, I was more fascinated by their dynamic than I was with the Stallone-Creed dynamic. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I could have... Yeah, I could almost go as far to say that I was more compelled by it. Yeah. This is weird and it's troubled and traumatic and there's so much built up aggression for from the sun and so much frustration from Drago and there's there's so many different reasons as to why they're being the way that they are for for each other mm-hmm. and ultimately where their relationship ends up it's beautiful to be able to feel sympathy for Ivan Drago all of these years later oh my god yeah you know the the guy was a cartoonish villain in Rocky 4 um literally killed the our new hero's father mm-hmm. and didn't feel any guilt about it by the way nope. like was just like a cold-blooded soviet assassin <laughs> uh to be able to turn him into a, a sort of tender father at the end but but uh, a, a a very rough around the edges father and, and you buy it mm-hmm. like like you but like you understand his his wife left him Victor's mother left them because mm-hmm. he brought shame to the family. His country ostracized him. Uh, it, it was such a clever way of presenting these characters. And the final act, when uh, Ivan ultimately throws in the towel, yep. waves the white flag, so to speak, was so moving. Oh God, because it's almost he's redeeming himself. I love that. Like it's about the the most logical conclusion you could have had to that character. Right. For him to throw in the towel in the way that should have the towel should have been thrown in for Creed, like you said. Right. It's almost like he's making up for 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 uh, killing Creed in a weird way. In a strange way, yeah. Not by not letting his son die. Right. It's right. great. It's. Uh, I loved it. It's. It's actually. I, it's actually very clever. 
Yes. It, it's actually one of the more clever things Stallone has done in these movies in a while. Mm-hmm. Like, to be able to come up with that logical conclusion was just great. It's not the most novel concept, but how to, I guess, maneuver it right. is what makes it work no, so No, because well. it had to yeah. feel earned is yes. the key. Like, you had to buy it. Yep. And for some reason, I think, like, a lesser movie that would have felt like sort of a sharp turn mm-hmm. when uh, Ivan ultimately embraced his son at the end it's like oh now he finally understands what it's like to be a father and what it's like to you know be uh uh, to be a good boxer Mm -hmm. um but again it didn't feel sharp to me it felt like yeah this was the logical next step yeah you know it had to happen and then you think about it like oh it's just that kind of an ending oh i learned what it's like to be a father you know haven't seen that before but in this it's like yes drago yes i'm so oh wait it's that cliche I don't care. It's great. I love it. Yeah. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. They know exactly how to present those elements in a way that like, it's like surprisingly good. Yeah. Honestly, like I would, I, I would not have been this clever with a script in my entire life. Yeah. Did I you, did you realize Bridget Nielsen was the original wife in Rocky four? They brought her back. That was the same wife. Oh yeah. That was Ivan's wife that they brought. And apparently she was in a relationship with Stallone for a while. <laughs> So I guess that was sort of awkward. I don't know if they were married or, or what the deal was. Interesting. Yeah. She's from Denmark. I didn't even realize. I was like, who is this woman? Like, what, are we supposed to care that the woman is in this scene? But apparently, yeah, she was in the original movie. No, I, I knew that that was the wife. Yeah, they had rehashed it all. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty nuts. Oh, cool. I loved it. I, I really I did love that. Uh, can I talk about Tessa Thompson for a second? Yes, you like Tessa Thompson a lot. I fucking love Tessa Thompson. She's quite good. Um, she's quite good. She was in a movie called Annihilation earlier this year mm-hmm. that I raved about her in. Um, she's in Westworld, which is a pretty much unwatchable show <laughs> with a great performance out of her, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. She is tremendous in this. Yeah, she's so fucking good. <laughs> she is. Be- I love Talia Shore as much as the next guy. I- I'm a sucker for some Talia Shore. Yeah. But she's better than Adrian had had ever been, mm-hmm. by by far and away. She's a more well developed character. Uh, I I relate to her more. I understand her struggle more than I understand Adrian's struggle. I understand what Michael B. Jordan sees in her. Um, I should say Adonis sees in her as opposed to what Rocky saw in Adrian. It's close. It's if we're talking about the first Rocky, that's my. I, I love what Rocky does with that relationship. Yeah. Not, not so much its sequels, but certainly that first movie. Of course. Yeah. Of course. There, there is no better sequence than that ice rink sequence at the beginning. I, I, I love the pet shop sequences. Of course. And similarly, I just love the way, and the, like you said, the ice rink sequence is awesome. It's fantastic. But it, it's it's understanding what the character sees in the other one. Mm-hmm. There's, there is something, it's pretty close with my uh, Rocky and, and No, it's Adrian not to say that I don't buy Rocky and Adrian, because yeah. of course I do. I fall in love with them in in each subsequent immediately though yeah of course of course but my god something about this girl has she has such a tremendous charisma Mm -hmm. um when she's telling creed don't take this fight she's the one that i listen to yeah like she's the one where it's like yeah you're making a lot of sense here (laughs) like if i'm like even when rocky steps in it's sort of like all right dad whatever like you tell me not to do it but you certainly took your fair share of stupid fights in your time mm-hmm. but when she's like look we got a family to take care of here uh yeah i buy it D- yep don't don't take the fight adonis don't take it mm-hmm. you know stay with your family you got this great girl here she's i find her so attractive i i'm telling you i love her in these movies i really do and i want more of that relationship I, I love the engagement scene too. I think oh god, cool. I love it when she slams the door on. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, that, <laughs> that's the way you do it. Yeah, it's uh, it, 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 I buy the relationship more than uh the way they use the mother in this too. I liked her too, though. I did, but it's when when she was talking. I swear to God, it was recycled lines from Creed. Right. I could have sworn she said some of the exact same things she said in Creed, and I was like, eh, okay. And she probably did. Yeah. You know. Don't have to pretend you're doing this for your father. I was like, <laughs> you've said that before, honey. Um, I think we're getting um, a little long in the tooth yeah. with these don't take the fight sequences. Yeah. Because <laughs> like at a certain point, like you have to just let the dude box. 
I mean, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. I don't know how many more of these scenes where it's like, he could kill you, you know. <laughs> Look what happened to your father. I mean, like, I get it now, man. It, Nico, it's drama. No, but it's a little... Can we find drama somewhere else, maybe? You're not going to find drama being like, okay, I, I, I got my ribs cracked. I'm healed. I want to fight. Okay. Yeah, just... All right. <laughs> <laughs> Does yeah, it... they, they literally tell him. Everybody in Creed's life tells him, do not take this fight. He takes the fight, gets his fucking ass kicked, like <laughs> yeah. badly, like really bad. Like and, next to death. He right. almost dies. Yeah. And then he's like, yeah, got to take the fight again. And everybody's like, well, if you insist this time, Adonis. <laughs> it's like, what is that about? It's like, what changed between now and then? Like, he literally almost died the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, what, what, the, what the fuck? He ended up in the hospital. He was on life support. He's, 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 he's got great rhetoric. He was able to convince them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, now what exactly convinces you? He's got a couple more broken ribs. Yeah. He was able to talk his way into it. He's I like, don't get it. really sold the fact that he needs to take <laughs> this fight. I don't get it, man. I, like, at this point, I buy it. You're a boxer. You box. When you take a boxing match, we shouldn't spend a half hour explaining the reasons why you shouldn't take the boxing match. That's all I'm saying. We can find drama somewhere else. We can spend more time with the Dragos. We can spend more time with Tessa Thompson. We can spend more time Mm -hmm. with Rocky and his son. You know, we don't need to spend all of this time explaining the reasons not to fight. Yes. And they take a lot of time. That's my greater problem with the film. It's a little long. It is a little long. It's a little long. No, that's exactly right. It had pacing issues. Yes. Certainly more pacing issues than the original Creed did. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, I have some nitpicks. What are, oh, ooh. what are your nitpicks? Let's see. Let's see. Uh, you can list off your nitpicks. Let's see if I agree with them. <laughs> well, these are really small nitpicks. Okay. Nitpick number one. Mm-hmm. There's a scene where uh, I think it's Creed. Is it Creed or is it or is it Rocky? No, it's not. It's neither of them. It's uh, it's Dolph. Dolph returns to Philadelphia and climbs up the stairs where the Rocky mm. statue is. And in the background of this scene, you see a young man running up the stairs and putting his hands in the air like Rocky did in the original film. Yeah. So you understand my nitpick here? You're saying, oh, it's from a film. How could he know to do that? The film Rocky does not exist in the Rocky universe. Last time I checked. Yes. That's a private scene. We do that in real life. You wouldn't know to run up the staircase and do the, yeah, I did it at the top of the staircase. You could, you could take that as, as he just, like it was a callback to the original. The guy was just so happening to run up the stairs and mimic the statue. Or you could take it from the, the scenes where the entire city of Philadelphia is running with him. And he goes up the steps and he does the same thing. You remember that? Yeah, but there's no camera there, though. No, but I... You're telling me that guy was at the... Was in the crowd that day? Because the guy was like 20 years old. <laughs> I'll buy that maybe it's it's it became a very iconic moment for the city of Philadelphia. There's no footage of it. <laughs> so, How would you know? There's no footage. Cities do weird things. I mean, listen, the only <laughs> the only explanation would be they made a Rocky Balboa biopic. <laughs> and it starred like Vin Diesel and it was it, it was a retelling of the story mm-hmm. and when whoever was writing the film interviewed Rocky, he told them about the incident. Sure. But that begs the question, if they made a Rocky biopic, why the fuck is Rocky Still in his same old dingy apartment in the same empty restaurant. Like the dude should be rolling in with royalty checks at this point. Oh yeah, no. Which is another nitpick. Why is Rocky Balboa poor? That's my bigger issue. There's a statue I, of him in the middle of Philly. I've never understood that. I I just I mean I accepted it in uh in Rocky Balboa. I don't know. They sell it better for me in that one, but uh. I don't. Did really he make know. some bad investments? I suppose. Did, I mean, that's kind of the point of Rocky Five is that he sort of loses everything. Did Paulie like but, squander the money with his drinking problem? Cause, like, because he got he has nothing. Was it that robot? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. And the fact that no one is ever in Adrian's restaurant. Yeah. I mean, listen. I've been to the Cheers Bar in Boston, and it's always fucking packed, man. People love like a cheesy pop culture bar. Yeah. And 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 
that's what Adrian's is. It's like, yo, Rocky Balboa owns a restaurant in Philly. That should be the hottest place in Philly. Yeah. Why is no one ever in there? I don't know. He's always in there alone with a giant flat screen TV washing dishes or something. Yeah, I I don't get that either. He he needs to be, you know, a little more well off than he actually is. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Because, I mean, he's, he's... Like, my parents have more money than he does. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And this is Rocky Balboa. And you live in a made-up town. I do. Yeah, Yeah. that doesn't exist. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. I live in a tree like the the elves, the Keebler elves. (laughs) That would explain a lot. (laughs) Nitpick nitpick number two. Okay. You're not a gambler, are you? (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) But you are. I am. So Max Kellerman from ESPN is commentating this fight and he's doing the pregame. Yeah. And there's a line of commentary where he says, Adonis Creed is a massive 25 to one underdog in this fight. Mm -hmm. He's the heavyweight champion of the world. Yes. He has not lost the title yet. He got his ass kicked in the last fight, but did not lose the belt because Ivan was disqualified. Yes. Or Victor was disqualified. Only two guys boxing at him. You're aware of this, right? Only one of them can win. Yes. You know what 25 to 1 means? <laughs> 25. If you people. bet $100, you win $2,500 if Adonis Creed wins. Okay. That's a preposterous line. That is prepos- That is the. That could be the most inaccurate bit of sports <laughs> trivia in the history of sports film. That is the most ridiculous far-fetched. You remember when when fucking Floyd Mayweather boxed Conor McGregor a mm-hmm. couple months ago? Yeah. And like Conor McGregor is a dude that has never boxed before, and he boxed the best boxer in the world. You remember that shit? Yes. Everybody mm-hmm. made a big deal about it. It's like, holy shit, Conor McGregor, a guy that's never boxed, is boxing for his first ever match, the best boxer in the world. Conor McGregor was getting eight to one odds. <laughs> eight to one. You bet $100, you win $800. And everybody was betting it. Meanwhile, Las Vegas sets the line 25 to 1. Who in America is not betting on Adonis Creed? This would bankrupt the entire city of Las Vegas. (laughs) The entire city of Las Vegas would have to shut down. Everybody is betting it. That's very interesting. It's ridiculous. (laughs) No, that's the thing, though. So here's the thing about Vegas. I don't know if you know this about Vegas. They when they set a line, they're not setting it at what they think the odds are that Creed or Drago wins. They're setting it based on how do we get even money on both sides. They want to entice the public to bet on the underdog so they can make a lot of money no matter who wins, right? So if you set it at 25 to 1, what American in Las Vegas is not going to bet on the American boxer fighting the Russian boxer? Like, who's going to do it? No one. No. No one in the world. So Vegas, I guarantee you, took a bath on this fight. They took a, they lost literally everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, about five sports books in Las Vegas would have to shut down after this. 25 to 1, it's preposterous. Yeah. Okay. They, they, okay. They, I get it. Those are my nitpicks. That's a little ridiculous. Fair. Conor McGregor was eight to one. <laughs> You're putting Adonis Creed at twenty five to one. It's ridiculous. I would also like to point out that you are literally the only person in the theater who noticed. I know, <laughs> but I turned to my buddy and I told my buddy immediately. That is absurd. <laughs> I immediately twenty five to one. Absurd odds. Yeah. Okay. That's all. I'm glad I know that now. Those are my nitpicks. I, this movie sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. Those were the two things when I was walking out the theater I was I was thinking about. You couldn't stop. That's what ruined your experience. You could not stop thinking about ruined that it a number. little bit. I'm telling you, Creed 2 might move up two spots on my rankings had it not been for that ridiculous number. It's, it is pretty bad. I'll give you that. It's really ridiculous now that I think about it. 25 to 1. I would bet my whole life savings on that. I mean... Yeah, that that that's a nitpick, and it's it's a it yeah, a little annoying plot detail. I mean, it's nothing that I haven't seen from Interstellar, but it's wow, fine. <laughs> wow. Interstellar. It could be worse. <laughs> Here's the thing: I know nothing about string theory, so I can't I can't nitpick. I don't know anything about string theory. All I all I'll say is that uh, uh, 
anyone who thinks uh, it's a good idea to inhabit a planet that's orbiting a black hole. <laughs> like, like the, you, you're you're about as bad as the worst human being that's ever li- lived on the planet Earth, or you're at least the dumbest person who's ever lived. Okay, what did you think about the the training sequence in the desert? Uh it's pretty good. It's not the best. No. But it's pretty good. It, it's okay. Yeah. Again, it was just a retread of Rocky Four. Yeah. You know, it's like, now we got to take it into the wilderness because your fancy schmancy boxing gym can't teach you any of this shit. The fir- before it was a frozen tundra. Now it's a desert. Now it's a desert. Yeah. <laughs> First it was really cold. Now it's really hot. <laughs> it was Eureka. Good. It was. I mean, it was well done. It's just again. It's this is the. I mean, this I knew was not going to sell well to me, and I'm amazed that Creed pulled it off. Right. And again, my my bigger. If I'm to criticize anything with Rocky Balboa, the training montage is just the same thing. That's right. all it is. But uh, yeah, Creed two managed to do it in a way that was actually kind of fresh to me, which yeah. I was surprised by. But yeah, this is just another training montage sequence. I want to know who those dudes were in the middle of the desert. Uh, like who are they? Maybe they run a fight club. Are they convicts? I don't know. Like they look like some pretty rough guys. No, they said that they were boxers that go to you know get their spirit back with boxing. Those are boxers. Yeah. Okay. Maybe some MMA fighters. They're you know just guys in like, the middle of the desert. Yeah. This is the 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 place you train to find your spirit again. All right, I'm into it. <laughs> That's where I would go. I buy it. Yeah. Um. It. Yeah, man. I think you and I agree on this. On paper. This is not one of the better Rocky movies, but in, in execution, yeah, in execution, it worked. It did. It did work. Although, again, I, I would put it a little bit lower on the list, and it's not better than Rocky Three. Uh, <laughs> You're a fool. I cried. I cried. Did and you I don't cry, cry in Rocky Three? I did not cry during Rocky yeah. Three. As you know, uh, I got very emotional when Mickey died. I got very emotional. Okay. Mickey's my favorite character in all of these things. Yeah, he's my favorite character too, probably. But yeah. but you know, it would have been nice to have you know had a good outing for him in Rocky Three. You know, whatever. his death is a little strange in Rocky Three. Yeah, 3. it's he it's, just sort of gets shoved. Yes, he's the first guy to ever die just by falling on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always found it very odd when I was watching it. I'm like, wait a minute, he died from that? Yeah, I was like, I mean, I get that he's old, but I mean. This guy's a wimp. I know. It's <laughs> sort of like when you hear that, like, old people, when they have, like, bruises on their arms, mm-hmm. and, like, you'll be like, yo, Granny, why are y'all bruised on your arms? And she's like, the wind. <laughs> the wind. <laughs> the wind. The wind. It's just too there, powerful. There was a gust of wind that hit you. You didn't even fall over. Just the wind hit you. <laughs> right. It's sort of like that. It's like, wait a minute. Old people bruise that easily? You just find out their their skin just starts peeling off for no reason, like uh. tissue paper. You look like shit, Mickey. <laughs> that was a hard fall you had there. We did it, Rock. Ugh. Ugh. We did it, Rock. <laughs> I love Burgess Meredith. <laughs> Me too. Burgess Meredith's great. Yes. One, of, one of my favorite Burgess Meredith stories. So uh, this guy, Michael Rappaport, who I'm sure. Oh, God. I love, yeah, yeah. love my... Ma, there's a weird fucking cat here. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that video. Blink, motherfucker. <laughs> I can't believe you saw that video. That's like my favorite viral video. It's okay, Lucy. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It looks like grandma. Dude, I watched that video like 20 times over the last two weeks. That's the best fucking video. What the fuck is that? A fucking cat? Oh my god! It's, the point when he yells for his ma uh, <laughs> <laughs> makes the entire fucking video, and then the cat starts walking towards him. Oh no 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 no! <laughs> oh god, that was funny. Oh, oh shit! So Michael Rappaport, I think, was on the set of uh, of Copland with Stallone. Mm-hmm. Which is another movie that I love. You ever seen Copland? No, actually. Terrific film. Mm-hmm. Great 90s movie. Um, and uh, Stallone told him this story about how Burgess Meredith used to be a world-class stick man. Apparently, Burgess Meredith, amazing with the ladies. 
incredible with the ladies and had like great game like well into his 80s wow like incredible wow. had unbelievable stories i'll show you my penguin mm-hmm. thank you for that appreciate that yeah no i, I see what you did there uh-huh. i see what you did do you I, think I, that probably worked for him on a few occasions that he was the penguin in batman the series i mean come on <laughs> <laughs> who wouldn't want to get down it, it didn't work as well for Danny DeVito is the only problem. I was just about to say that, no, nah, nah, that's true. Poor Danny DeVito. The Penguin could be one of the most interesting film roles in the history of cinema, considering it's been portrayed by both Burgess Meredith and Danny DeVito. Who do you like more? Because <sighs> I actually, Danny DeVito's Penguin makes me genuinely uncomfortable with everything about that character and the makeup and his performance. I mean, it's just awful. But yeah, he's he's... He's a nice, compelling, and tragic hero, uh, not hero, villain. So I like Burgess <laughs> Meredith as an actor more, period. Me too, yeah. But as a DeVito, as the Penguin, whew, I love Batman Returns, though. Yeah, I know. I think we've talked about this. You do love that. Yeah, it's one of my faves. I like Batman Returns, too. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think that's it. I think that's all we got. You got anything else for me? Uh, yes, this is this is uh, a great, uh, well, it's like, nah. It's very good. It's very, very good. I, I kind of loved it. I highly recommend it. Go see it. It's nice to see a movie that's not uh, disappointing this year because this this year for movies has been really bad. Right. I'm sorry, but it's been a bad year. And I thought last year was bad. See, I didn't think last year was bad. I I I I, well, I came around to last year once the Oscar season was kind of rolling around. But I remember finding like that year. We talked about that though. Is that last year it was less? um, I don't know. Like, less consistently good. It was patchy. Right. Whereas this year is just boring. Well, it was also a pretty good year for Oscar movies. Uh, like, the, like Lady Bird, Get Out, Dunkirk. I know you didn't like Dunkirk, but uh, I don't think there have been any films this year that reached that level for me. No, I agree. You know? Yeah. Not, uh, not even the films that I, I was cr- so critical of last year don't even come close. Even, like, Good Time. I feel like Good yeah. Time would be my number one movie this year. Yeah. You know? And now I guess all we have is A Star is Born and A Quiet Place and Widows. And, I mean, that's, that's about it for me towards the top. The only redeeming thing, and it's not going to happen, but it, would, but it would redeem everything for me. <laughs> this is going to be strange to you. But if uh, John Carpenter was nominated for Best Score. <laughs> that's the only thing that would redeem the Oscars for you. It would, it, yeah. And it's not going to happen. But it would be. It might. It would blow my fucking mind. That would be pretty great. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah, That's I can't name a great score this year either. It's just no, the Halloween John Carpenter's Halloween score is the best score I've heard this year by far. I think you're right. Yeah, by I, far. I couldn't I couldn't yeah, I couldn't even name another one. Yeah. I mean, I kind of like the Black Panther soundtrack, but beyond that, yeah, I like that one too, but again, it's not something that I would necessarily it doesn't feel the need to be nominated. How pissed off are you going to be when Black Panther gets nominated for best picture? It's, be- because it's going to get nominated for best picture. Watch. It's going to happen. No, it's not. It's going to happen. No, it's you want to bet? Not really. I'll bet you. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's, no, it's no, it's no, it's not. It's going to happen. No, it's not. I'm telling no, you. No. Golden Globe nominations come out this week. You'll see. Uh, You'll see how much love Black Panther gets in that in those categories. Black Panther's not that good. What else is coming out this year now? Uh, we we talked about the Green Book. Oh, we should probably see that. Roma. Roma is what I am looking forward to the most. That is December 14th on Netflix. Okay. Which is so weird to say. But yes, it's coming out on Netflix. I mean, come on. (laughs) I know. I would like to see it on the big screen, too. Yes, I would. I want to see a Quran film on. I mean, I know. That's the world we live in now. All I hope is that The Predator is nominated for Best Picture and Best Director and Best Actor in a, in a leading role by Boyd Holbrook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary Poppins Returns is supposed to be pretty good. Okay. That's getting good buzz. Welcome to Marwin. Mm. That's another one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're this in year sucks. The Mule. Oh, Vice is coming out, I guess. Okay, I want that. To. That's the one that I wanted. And if Beale Street could talk, I guess Barry Jenkins. We'll Barry s- Jenkins. Barry Jenkins is doing that one. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. All right. Anyway, I guess I'll see the Mule. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, uh, I'm glad that we both kind of like this movie. Yes. Because uh, 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 you know, these sequels are very hit or miss these days. Yep. Franchise pictures are, are not exactly. Uh, the best but for some reason the rocky movies are are a step above the rest sure. and 
and uh, I'm happy about that. It's no Fury Road. It's no Fury Road. That it's, is true. It's no 2049. Mm. <laughs> Kill some time as I reset my iPad here. Uh, anything else you got for me? Did you watch anything else recently? <laughs> oh, like recent films? Yeah. Uh, did I see any recent films? No, nah, I still. There's a few on my list that I still need to see. Okay. You 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 need to give me like your list, and then I just I ape off of that. <laughs> um, I watched Unforgiven again the other day. Ugh, fucking love it. My God, I love that movie. Such a great film. I I put it on like halfway through, and and it's just incredible. I watched uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Francis Ford Coppola one. For oh, the first time. Okay, I've never seen it. Not bad. Really? Not bad. Okay. Keanu Reeves has absolutely no place in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's. It's it's fucking weird. <laughs> I would imagine. It's fucking weird. Uh almost why is this a thing? That's really that's becoming my new like favorite thing to say. But yeah. it is a bizarre film. Okay. But it's kind of fun. Oh, and I watched Krampus last night and we'll be talking about that oh, good. Okay. on, on Watat coming good. up very soon. So Krampus. check it out. Why is this a thing? Krampus on too many thoughts media.com. Mm-hmm. We might argue about that one too. Mm. Not that much. We won't argue that much, but Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's all. Until next time. Happy movie hopping.